Google delivers another tasty treat here on the World of My Pocket podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Andrew. And I'm Justin. And this is the World in My Pocket podcast, where we give you the, uh, we, usually we give you the week's worth of uh, tech news, uh, consumer reports, and things of that nature. But today is special. Today is a very special day, Justin. Um, all right, so let's talk about, I mean, Google today announced uh, Ice Cream Sandwich, uh, officially, Google uh, Android 4.0. And in conjunction with that, the Samsung uh, with Google also announced the Galaxy Nexus, the the next in their flagship developer line of Android phones. And oh, wow, um, why wasn't Apple taking cues like this last week? <laughs> here's here's what um, here's I think why they decided to wait so long uh, between the loss of the great Steve Jobs in this event. They, they did rag. There was a bunch of jabs. There is a lot of jabs that directly went right to the 4S. For example, um, if we could just pull one out, we'll discuss it a lot later on, but the uh, camera feature where it's called Almost Instant on Apple's, you know, they, they put it how it was right under a second and Google just went off with it's zero. We have zero camera lag. So, I mean, they're, they're attacking them really, really, you know, not just in that feature, but by the numbers on a lot of different things. Oh, no. What was the other one? Uh, battery life. Oh, yeah. It's easy to have long battery life when you're using last year's technology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pretty much him just uh, punching him 512 times in the chest. But, uh, I mean, the first thing that came out is Samsung came out first and they announced the actual device. And I think first off you want to know what is actually in the Galaxy Nexus. Um, first, it, it, there's, there's no buttons on this thing, minus a volume rocker and a power button, but there's no, there's no home, there's no back button, there's no search button, there's no physical Android buttons on this device. And the re- the reason being, I mean, if you if you go to the next spec, which I'm sure they're gonna throw off, is the size of that screen. That is a 4.65 inch display, which is just revolutionary. But I think I mean, the even thing that's bigger than that is that it is a 10 12 uh, 1280 by 720 display. That is perfect for videos that is perfect 16 by 9 ratio that is a desktop pretty much in your pocket it is it is amazing amazing re- re- uh, 
solution. What blew me away on that one is is that they said that honeycomb, I mean that ice cream sandwich is native to 720p. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really stepping it up, and that's really I think why they went with Samsung on this. Um, when you when you think of phones with Samsung, you don't always technically think the most uh, the fastest phones or the best performing phones. You always think of the most beautiful phone. You always think of the phone that's going to have the screen that's going to you know really pop out at you. They always use it as a really big marketing um, portion of their uh, marketing budget. Is really you know um, well mainly because of their experience with televisions and you know other other displays but when when you see how much they've invested and how much of android is now invested into the uh, the samsung brand it's it's really astonishing it, it it's really is i mean laura so let's look at the first thing i mean the design of the phone um it's a curved glass display and it's very subtle but it looks really nice uh, it's 8.94 millimeters thick, so you're talking about on par with the iPhone 4. Um, it's not as thin as the Motorola Razor, but we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it has a buttonless design and a hidden notification LED, kind of like where the original, uh, where the Nexus 1 had its trackball. There is a small hidden notification LED that that looks just fantastic. Um, there, it's a 5-megapixel camera, but don't let the megapixels get you down i when they were showing off the demos of the video quality on this thing i was blown away this thing can not only do 1080p video this will take full hd resolution pictures while you're shooting hd video it is we'll we'll get into the camera app a little later on about the, all the cool functionalities of it but uh and any well, any other uh, the just when they were talking about the camera zero shutter leg um Low light shooting, which they were really good on. Uh, there's going to be a dock that comes in right with it that looks really nice, and a new dock, a new dock app. And then on top of that, what else do we have here? Oh, and then the back is this hyper skin, soft texture, natural grip. I'm imagining it's more of that rubberized feel that's like on the T-Mobile version um, of the Nexus or the Galaxy Two. This is this is honestly a way for them to uh, to kind of distinguish partners apart. Um, I think I think kind of going off of what I said earlier with how Samsung is really popular for their displays. When you look at other phone manufacturers, you look at let's say LG. They're always popular because of their pricing. They always make a, a well-priced phone. Uh, you look at HTC. HTC is always about giving you the best best quality that they can i mean they're 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 they make you pay for it and you sacrifice a little in speed because of sense but you're you're getting um really high-end quality materials on that device i think samsung's always kind of fell somewhere in the middle of like an lg and a htc where they uh they don't really use high quality materials as much as they focus more on the screens and i think this hyperskin is kind of a way to go uh with that but in a new direction of quality i something that they keep repeating over and over in their in their presentation today was how natural the phone feels uh the the phone you know the natural contour of the phone fell right into your hand it fell right into your pocket it fall, falls right into your face it uh um and i think this new rubberized feel on the back of it's really I, I can't wait to touch it. <laughs> I've noticed that, well, the, the, the two phones today, I know the, the Razor is big on their Kevlar backing too. So I think this is going to be uh, having these grips, these textured grips on the back 
uh, are going to be something that we're going to see more of. And the funny thing is, is that we, we barely mentioned it, yet we spent all of our time on it last time, was this thing has LTE. <laughs> well, the thing I liked about the announcement is they were definitely everyone. This will have AT uh, or this will have LTE. But uh, if you want it, we might make an HSD PDA plus model. Like we we may make the model that that. Uh, oh no! The, the, no, they're making it. <laughs> no, 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 no. But they said that it may get um it may get released uh, regionally. They're saying that different regions may get it and some ones won't. Right. Yeah. I, so I think Japan is getting the HSPDA plus version first. Right. Yeah. So it's it's you know depending on where they were and stuff like that. But it was it was really funny that it was like everyone. It was almost like saying everyone LTE is the standard, and for you people who are still on HSPDA plus, I guess we'll make one for you as well. And the other thing on the screen, um, I think the last big thing on the screen is it is a super ammo LED. It's an organic LED. Didn't they say super HD? HD. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's it amazing. It looks gorgeous. It looks amazing. absolutely What was gorgeous. the specs on the black uh, ratios or on the black contrast? It uh, was uh, 100,000 to 1. 100,000 to 1. Coming from a graphic design background, and you know that's what I do as a profession, I was really, really, really excited to see how much they, they took into mind graphically. I mean this whole this whole new uh, layout that they've done, the uh, introduction of Roboto. And I uh, think let and let's get into that. So after they talked about, um, after Samsung came up, that was it. They said, "All right, now we're handing it over to the Google guys." And the Google guys came in and started just immediately talking about Honeycomb. And I noticed there was more packed into. Just as a side note, there was more packed into this show in the in the almost uh, what thirty five minutes, yeah, as opposed to the Apple show, which was over an hour. And I thought I got more information out of this. It's because they didn't need to show any ways for you to utilize it. They didn't really show any demo videos of uh, um, of it, you know, in action. Uh, Apple likes to put a lot of PR into their stuff. And what I really liked about 4.0 and, and their presentation today was that they are letting the action speak for itself. The other thing that, that I'm really, really impressed with, and I think this is when you and I were just like, wow. They they got it. Okay, they understand what they're doing. And uh, can you talk about uh, Andrew what they were saying about the soul of Android? Oh yeah, I really pointed that out. Me and Justin were having a few chats back and forth while we were watching it in our respective homes. But um, what I brought up was uh, uh, I forget the presenter's name. The guy in the white suit. <laughs> I forget his name. But Mr. Man in white suit started to talk about why people liked Android. And one of oh, the things the he said, it's, it's Matthias Duarte. Uh, oh yeah, Matthias. Um, or so, Matthias, uh, there we go. Yeah, Matthias. Uh, so he um, he's talking about what people want. Uh, what people want in a phone. And they said, we realized that people really liked Android, but no one really loved Android. So we wanted to find out what the soul of the device is. And I think that's where Apple had them beat originally, was with Apple and with their branding and with their kind of concept, you always feel like you're a part of something as you're using their devices. And I think that what they're doing today... Um, they're forming a brand identity. 
Exactly. We've already seen it with their new marketing, and everyone's seen you know a few of those commercials, uh, like for instance, the dad who's sending uh, notes to the uh, baby as it grows up, and it's all stored there, and he's going to share it with her one day. You know, they're all going after this emotional approach to marketing. It's something to hit them, you know, really, really hard in the chest. But it uh, it's definitely not what apple's doing but they're getting the same effect it's odd they they whoever's behind this marketing strategy is a genius brilliant yeah it's uh the the it, one with the uh, two shopkeepers made me want to cry <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man and then they have you know uh it's just with with all the different things that they released today and all the different um uh little add-ons that they did it was really nice to see that they really took um into account the soul of the device um then they're and they're changing the device so that you actually feel like it's a part of you and the amount of customization that's going into android now um i really think is a gamble on that it's really a gamble of uh losing uniformity to gain customization i know if you look at like apple strategy they're kind of making everyone fall into this uniformity um, you know, making everyone use the same scroll types and making everyone, you know, use the same kind of menu things and, you know, this, that, and the other. Well, it's good that Google's finally making everything run uniform across the whole operating system. I thought, okay, you're, you're getting the fragmentation thing with your apps. You're getting, uh, uh, they, for the most part, there was little to complain about in this press conference. Yeah, no, it was. It's really, really great, and I really like what they're going at, and I really like what they're going for. I just feel like it's gonna. It's it's really a gamble, and I want to see how 4.0 lands with people, because one of the things that they brought up was how easy they wanted um, the operating system to work, and how easy they wanted the UI to feel. Um, but with the amount of customization in it and the amount of things that you can do, I think you almost lose that easy factor. Don't get me wrong. Every single thing is uniform. They introduced a lot of great gestures, which I think are really going to change the way that we look at smartphones and multitasking. There's actually something that I want to bring up. They said they needed to, Oh, enchant me, simplify my life and make me awesome. Yeah. That's what they said were the three big points that they need to change in uh, Android and they need to really uh, emphasize in the next version of Android. Um, let's take the first one, Justin. What was the first one again? Enchant me, Enchant right? Enchant me. And this is where they brought in Roboto. Yeah, Roboto is a new typeface that they're releasing that's universal across Android. They snuck it in on us and you know they were actually using it for the entire press conference and it's really easy to read. It's really smooth. Um, and it I was watching like, a uh, elongated Havelka. Um, it looks as, as a typography guy, it kind of looks like someone got Arial, Tacoma, and they got a little bit of Helvetica and then they, they really put an emphasis on the, uh, on the height. It, it, like you said, it, it's, it's really narrow. Um, but it's very readable. It's uh, very, like very it. readable. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they found that perfect symmetry of how, how thin can we go so we can put as much content as possible, but like still make it readable. Yeah, no, that was something that I brought up a lot. I brought that up a lot with you while we were watching that. I was saying, you know, this this whole operating system looks like if WebOS met Metro UI and they somehow had a threesome with Android, then, you know, this is what it would pop out the, at the end there. And you know what? It's brilliant. I, I think this is a great operating system. I'm yeah. like, this is really, really fantastic. And they said, oh, by the way, and we redid all the other apps too, but we, these are the, just the ones we wanted to show you. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they, I love how they're adding all the different uh, sizing to the widgets. You know, it's not they, – they did it the right way. They're going in and they, they gave you ways. And not only that, you can see what the widget looks like. You can, yeah. You can resume in uh, – now there isn't uh, – for people who are looking at it because I mean, if, you're, if you look at the actual phone now, there's, there's no search anymore. Search is integrated into the top right-hand corner of an app. The, now it's just the back, home – and task manager button and the task manager button on the home screen it brings up all of your all of the apps that you have running and if you don't want to be running anything anymore you just swipe it out of the way um, very similar to how webOS was where you just swipe up and get rid of it yeah it's it's a really unique form and the thing I liked about it too is it's not pivotal to one direction you can literally just keep swiping left right left right left right and go through all your apps repeatedly it's gonna it's very um, kinetic. Yes, very, very. It's it's almost like Metro UI. <laughs> um, for those of you not familiar with Metro UI, that is what's currently on Windows, Windows Phone, Phone 7. 7. Uh, it also runs on the Zune HD, rest in peace. And uh, <laughs> That was another little slight this week, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll talk more about that tomorrow. But uh, um, Metro UI is what, what I, in my opinion, is the most beautiful UI and the most functional UI out there right now. And then I saw this. <laughs> I, 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 I'm really thinking that Google is stepping it up, uh, and they have kind of established themselves as on top of the, uh, the smartphone world today, and, I'd and like then, to say. And then they just uh, – the other thing that was really nice, I thought it was really short, but I feel like I'm going to use this constantly – uh, folders, especially contact folders. Oh, definitely, definitely. That the is there. awesome. They, they the are way. now taking you can get folders because in Android right now you can get the i. You can just take a little icon of of any contact and you hit it and you can either call or send a text message. Now you can just layer on top of them. Just kind of iOS, you just like drag it on top of each other and it creates a folder and you can rename it. Um, and you can actually do this now with. A contacts. Yeah, you could do it with contacts now. You could do it with applications. You can do it with uh, your, um, well, really, your anything. It, it was it was a matter of putting. Oh, the really big thing that I liked about about these uh, is they're adding that little custom dock, uh, kind of the iOS style bottom dock to Android now, so you can actually put things like a uh, folder of your favorite contacts to the bottom dock of your phone. It. Right. Uh, it it really makes it um, – I, I, the thing I like about a 4.0 is the depth of the device while still seeming very functionable. You have your home screen. You have all your widgets running in custom sizing issues, and you know you could pan through those widgets and scroll within a widget too, um, which is amazing. It could be as amazing. clean or as messy as you like it to be. Exactly. It's, it's really, really beautiful. It's, it's an astonishing system. And the funny thing is it looks minimalist without having to change too much – without changing too much of the substance. Right. They kept a lot of the same things. It's It was a good switch. It's a good transition. They're keeping loyal Android people happy by not changing too much, but they're making new consumers happy by introducing the flashy kind of graphics that other people were producing. And I noticed that they're going the opposite of Apple and not integrating a lot of black, but uh, a lot of white. They're integrating a lot of black. And this just came up to me. This just occurred to me that they haven't, they're running on an organic LED. Right. When it's black, it's not using energy. That's true. 
So if you have an operating system that's all black with blue and white text, no wonder they're going to be able to squeeze out a lot of battery life on an organic LED. Yeah, I think they spent the extra few bucks to go ahead and go with that that newer organic LED, but uh, it's definitely going to pay off, especially in timing. And copy and paste, they actually have a pretty good implement. I mean, it's it's ripped straight off of iOS, but I mean, it's it's really good. It's a lot better than what's there right now as a current Droid user. Oh, and then another thing that they added, it's mere software. It's a mere thing that we've all wanted for so long as Android users. Screen capture. Yes, you hold Thank down you God. hold down the power button and the volume up button for like two or three seconds and it captures it and even shows you like a little Polaroid and then saves it to your albums. It is it is a thing that I have wanted and I've almost yelled at my phone before. My BlackBerry that was on BlackBerry 3.0, my BlackBerry Curve 8310 could do screen capture and this thing can't. It was uh, so now finally they've implemented it, which is good. It was a basic thing, right? Like how hard could it be to take a screenshot? No, no, absolutely. And I think it's – I was listening to the people at Engadget and they were freaking out saying, oh, this is great. Please humor us. You have no idea how easier this is going to make our jobs. <laughs> um, and three things that were really, really cool that I wish they would have worked a little bit better in demo, face unlock. Face unlock was the biggest fail to ever fail in the history of fails. I, I'm but hopeful it's a that cool this feature. works. I'm really hopeful it works. But <laughs> I mean, awesome. But now I'm thinking of this, and well, here let me let me go ahead and go into what um, face lock is. Uh, well, we all know. Well, let's bring phone. up the problem. I mean, we have a problem with uh, you know locking your you know unlocking your phone is the one thing that you do all the time more than anything. And so they Google suggested that you have a new way of unlocking your phone that's a little bit more convenient. I don't know if it's really going to be more convenient than me just swiping my thumb, but it's cool. Well, no, the, well, that's for someone like you who doesn't have their phone locked. For me, myself, I have my phone locked with an insanely complicated passcode all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm a. I'm really into my privacy, and I really like to be able to have my phone on me all the time. And if I don't have my phone in my pocket, I, I get withdrawals. But if I have my phone on me um, and I'm going to unlock it, it's it's a pretty complicated little gesture. But if I use this face unlock, it it removes that need for a complicated gesture, and I still have that as a backup too. But, uh, Justin, if you want to talk about how, how face lock works. Uh, basically, you – Look at your phone. <laughs> and your phone Excellent description, Justin. <laughs> and your phone looks back at you and there's like there's a little pinhole. Hold on, is there a moment? Hold on, hold on. First you're telling me that the phone looks at me, and then I look at the phone. And now you describe a pinhole. I don't like where this is going, Justin. Oh I uh, well, what you do <laughs> is there's a little the screen around you is dark and then there's a little white area, kinda like a spotlight, and you match your face to there. It's supposed to do basic facial recognition, except it didn't really work in the uh, in the. It didn't really work in the actual uh, demo. Press comp. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the things that the guy brought up as he was. Uh, oh, um, my makeup didn't work. It, yeah. I don't he think said, that was it. He said that he had too much makeup on, and uh, that's a funny little joke. But now I'm thinking, you know, for the female user who changes her makeup on a you know almost daily basis. What or, happens if you have a different shade of lipstick than the night? Exactly. Than- you have some different eyeshadow on. You got your hair, um, you know, dyed to a new color. What like, happens if you have makeup like Mimi Bobek and then you take off your makeup at the end of the day? <laughs> Mimi from the Drew Carey show? Yes. 
Yeah. What if you're Bozo the Clown and you want to have a setting for work and you want to have a setting for at-home use? You know, a lot of drag queens I know in West Hollywood might drive them crazy like this. <laughs> they they don't know which one to set it to. That's funny. The browser has a tabbed UI now. Yeah, that is really, really um, uh, unique. So bringing that back over from Honeycomb? Yeah, and that's why I was making the joke that it's really unique. They a lot of the things that they made here were just uh, honeycomb revisions that, that were done that were done for, well though done well on a smaller screen. Definitely, definitely, definitely. It wasn't that wasn't meant to be a shot at Android. It was it was you know they they brought a lot of the things that people fell in love with. This isn't it, iOS five where it's like oh we're going to take everything that was on the iPhone and put it on the iPad and hopefully it works and it'll just be bigger with a lot of white space. We almost went a whole podcast without saying Apple, Justin. I know. Ah, damn. Damn. I'll bleep oh, it out. I'll bleep I'll it like you, a curse word. <laughs> You'll bleep it out? Oh, yeah. So I was using my bleep iPad the other day. One of the uh, one of the things that I really liked about the press conference uh, was the uh, or I'm sorry, not about the press conference, about the browser was the option for uh, to request a desktop version of whatever you're looking at. We all know that if you go to famous sites or famous or popular sites like CNN, uh, Boy Genius Report, you go to uh, Yahoo, Google you, on your smartphone, and even you if it's scroll all the way down to see yeah, if you well, can get the real you know, site. Yeah, you have to see if you can load the actual desktop site. But now they're putting a, a tag on there if you don't want to see the mobile-friendly, enhanced little, uh, um, you know, lower bandwidth version of the site. You can actually load the full desktop edition. So um, it, it's it's a really it's a really cool thing, and you know they're adding a lot of the little things that people wanted uh, that weren't too hard to do. Oh no! And the way that they do the menu systems now, now if you see it in a You'll see it throughout Gmail. You see it throughout the browser. Is it looks like three little dots now? They're like a column of dots that are going that go down the screen on the right corner. Uh, it's right next to search. Uh, the other, uh, the other one that we have to see the other. Oh, data usage. Data usage is going to be really big. Um, Google introduced. Well, uh, it's, a data, it's really big uh, if you're if you're still on. Uh, a plan that has data restrictions. Well, I think that it, I think it's a really useful app though to have. I, I think that this is an excellent idea. Well, yeah, no, it really. It, well, I mean, it, it's um, the way that they broke it up is really nice. But it's just as a uh, I don't want to brag because it's certainly not bragging about having the best network out there. But as a Sprint user, I, I don't really have to worry about that. So it's no, not, but it it's, is nice to cut down on bandwidth though too. If you have like an app that has a is a vampire hog you know maybe all the time like skype is an excellent example skype always tries to connect on android it'd be fantastic if i could just say don't don't run if i if i'm not actually wanting to use you or some data users uh you know some uh social networking sites like to just pull stuff up all the time 
And it'd be great to get rid of a lot of this bandwidth that, you know, if you're wanting to run a YouTube video or doing Google Music beta streaming, uh, that stuff is really, really useful. I think that I think that's a useful app, and I think it's great that it'll tell you, oh, by the way, you've reached this amount of data, because a lot of people are getting onto these new data plans. And I think it's a useful app, especially if you're going to be using LTE, because you're consuming more data. Um, than you would on a 3G network just by nature of using LTE. Yeah, that and it's on a faster, you know, a faster stream. So you're getting more data at once than you're used to. Exactly. Yeah. Then they brought in the camera app. Uh, the camera app, it actually it looks the same, but it acts very differently. Uh, very little shutter lag, zero shutter lag. Um, you're able to take multiple pictures right off the bat. You don't have to wait half a second. Um, as in iOS 5. Uh, the, I, I'm really hating on Apple right now because they had the opportunity to impress me and Google t did exactly what they should have done and stole the show. Uh, you can edit photos now. There's an actual pretty good photo editor. You can uh, tilt photos, put in effects, take out red eye. There's facial recognition. Um, so it looks really good. Uh, the one thing that I did like even more than that, um, the gallery app was good. It's more like, a, it looks like Metro UI. It's these image tiles now that look really nice, and you're scrolling horizontally. Uh, by the way, in uh, Ice Cream Sandwich now, everything is done horizontally. Yeah, every Google used to be an uh, operating system that had a lot of layers slapping on top of each other, and each layer either went up or down or left or right. Now the whole thing is uh, kind of an um, iOS... UI. Yeah, <laughs> it was an iOS Metro UI type of a type of a pen. It's really like Android got the best of everything out of each major operating system and just kind of slapped it into itself. There was a little bit of shake in the footage. I mean, there was there was only one thing in the camera that it didn't like. The going into the video camera, they announced 1080p continuous focus, zoom while recording video, and time lapse. The quality on this camera looks great. Yeah, definitely. The quality looked amazing. Do not um, be underestimated. Do not underestimate the fact that it's a five megapixel. You know, and another big thing to remember is a lot of the pictures you're taking, you're going to be viewing them on this amazing super HD AMOLED display. I can't. You know, the, um, one of the things that uh, they they said in the press conference was that um, th this is almost like having a movie theater in your pocket, and it's true. I mean, the the contrast ratios to it, the uh, uh, the just density of the pictures and the screen that you're looking at it's it's amazing and we were watching a pixelated you know youtube cast of the press announcement it was it wasn't even a uh, you know live right then and there i can't wait to have this thing in hand and you know actually play with it i think it's going to be uh, really impressive to use as a video camera for instance i really i never use my video camera on my android ever um not really no uh I, I hardly ever use my video camera on my Android. Would you use it if it was 1080p? I would use it if it was actually functionally good. And this is really good. I'm sorry, but my Droid 2 just doesn't cut it. And the thing, the reason why it doesn't cut it is because most of the time that I actually want to record something is because it's in low light. And all camera phones have had this issue for some time now about recording in low light. And now there's these algorithms that they have in uh, Ice Cream Sandwich that account for low light. I mean, they were showing something on the California sunset and where it should just be horrible on a regular phone. This thing looked like a professional camera. 
yeah, it looked like someone actually went in and added a few layers of editing to it. You know, added added a sepia filter or two to kind of give it that washed out orangey, um, you know, classic beach sundown feel. And it was it was a live it was a live shot. They showed the rig that they used and everything in the press conference, and it was it was basic, it was primitive, and it and what outputted was this amazing amazing thing. It it really did stun me. I was not thinking that it was going to be that good. And a yeah. lot of people were looking at that video saying, wow, that actually does look quite good. Uh, yeah. Going on, to, um, going on to another thing now, the phone. Uh, the phone has a new minimalist type of look. Uh, it does look, again, like Metro UI. Yeah, and then uh, another big thing that they're putting into the design of the phone is uh, we, we kind of spoke about it earlier was the uh, – the uh, the contour glass, which I think is really going to work well with those gestures, um, but the the screen ratio on the actual device is sixteen tr- by nine. No, no, no. Uh, the the trimming on the side of the of the actual screen is so minimal. It's almost like your entire phone is a, is a display. Yeah, there's that there isn't there isn't this this end to your screen. It's so almost invisible that you just you just feel. I think one of the things, if if I can quote the actual conference, one of the th- things they said is, "We don't want you to feel like you're holding a phone. We want you to just feel like you're accessing data." And it should just be floating in your hand. Yeah. Um, the the thing that I actually really liked, and it was subtle, was uh, the next feature that they talked about in the phone is this new contacts UI, where they send they send out all of these APIs, and they're now all accessible by any social network. And if you update anything in Facebook, I automatically get it. Or if you update it in LinkedIn, and now on a contact card. It shows the, a picture of you kind of zoomed in and, you know, very like kind of a little off center, like I said, very mature UI. But now any, it, it just completely aggregates all of that information into one cohesive contact card that I think is going to be more useful. And Android had been doing this for a while, but just the implementation of it now seems to have matured. Yeah, definitely. And then the way that the whole um, the whole system works and how it auto updates everything that you do, you know, you log in one person's info and it just goes over and over and over through all of their uh, things of data. It, it, it eliminates the need for all those Facebook posts that we get all the time of I need contacts and, you know, all those great events that flood our flood our uh, <laughs> event walls. But, um, you know, just one uniformed. That's that's really what we needed as a society, Justin, was one uniformed login. We just needed one <laughs> uniform thing to store all of our information, and then we could just access it whenever we need it. That and having Google Voice uh, phone messages right there in front of you. Uh, I loved this feature, by the way. I'm going to use this all the time. Basically, <laughs> if you swipe to the right, uh, it'll show all of your recent calls. And if you missed a call and they left a message, you can hit play and it'll just play the message. You don't have to sign into anything. They wanted to get rid of the whole separation of visual voicemail and your call log, since usually you're using the two in exchange with each other. Right. Uh, another big thing they brought up about the whole dialer and the phone option is now, uh, let's say your device is off and you get a phone call. That phone call comes up and you have an option to slide to the right to accept it. You can slide to the left to decline the call. Or, or if you want to slide, slide up, up, 
And if you slide up, it'll decline the call, but it will show you a list of preset text messages that you could either set for each contact or has a universal list. Something like, I'm in a meeting. I'm sorry, I can't answer. Sorry, I'm driving right now. Um, I can't talk. I'll call you back later. Uh, you know, anything that you'd want to put that put in there, it's all customizable, but it would... Uh, I think there was it, another one saying, seriously, I'm busy right now, Jason. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was pretty funny, but uh, you know it's it's a really cool it's a really cool uh, little feature. I definitely am going to be using that quite a bit, um, especially in the middle of class. But the thing is that I noticed that the gingerbread version of of Motorola of Motoblur actually has that. If I decline a call, it'll ask me if I want to text message things. So I've noticed that the other thing that I saw in uh, ice cream sandwich that I wasn't said, but I see their intention. They're taking things that Motoblur did pretty good. They're taking things that Sense did pretty good. And they're all putting this together and wanting to give people not a reason to have to reskin their phones. Definitely, definitely. This is something that I think Google really has to do um, eventually. It doesn't necessarily have to be now, but I think something that they really, really have to do, and I talked to you about this, Justin, right before the conference, is I really want to see a new standard set. Uh, maybe it'll happen in 5.0 for, for Android, but I want to see another standard set where you can have the option to turn off a UI skin. Um, so many people complain about Motorola Blur. So many people complain about HTC Sense. Um, LG's or TouchWiz, yeah, TouchWiz has enough lawsuits going after it already. And I think, which is why Samsung, I think from now on, Samsung is going to use ice cream sandwich vanilla. From a legal perspective, it's easier, and not to mention that they've been working hand in hand to develop this UI. Yeah, they they really put a big emphasis on that. That they were all housed in the same building while while making this. You know, they had Samsung employees on the Google campus to make sure that this was a, a team effort. And I think there there was a lot of stuff going on where you can say that Samsung, from here on out, if they make an ice cream sandwich phone, which now would seem a lot cheaper to them in terms of legal standpoints, in terms of using their software. I think that Samsung is going to definitely use a vanilla version of ice cream sandwich on their phone simply because of the fact that they help develop the UI. And unfortunately, companies like Motorola or Google, Google or Moogle, we don't know, really know what to call them, but uh, those companies are still going to probably try to output their own thing, have a, have a type of, uh, of a Neapolitan ice cream sandwich, if you will. I think that ice cream sandwich is going to be the first one that everyone's going to start getting more and more vanilla. I think you're going to see more versions of stock uh, vanilla um, Android in ice cream sandwich than you are going to see in any other version of Android. I hope so. I, that's what I really wanted to lean towards. I mean, well, the, thing, the it, thing's it, operational it works so great I, by itself. It's or. what I said it needed to do last week. It needed the polish, and it definitely came it, – it was polished in spades. It was like a Rolls Royce just off the lot. It, it is a beautiful UI that really sings to the praises of what WebOS was doing, what Metro UI is doing what Android is doing, even bits of what iOS 5 is doing, and it seems like Google took all of the great ideas, made it their own, so they don't get sued, and really did a good job. I think this is going to be an awesome architecture to run with, and we have to remember, this is going to be running on tablets too. 
So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for the 4.1 update that has them all talk to each other. Well, they kind of did that at the end, but I'm not really – I'm not too thrilled about how that is because uh, – it was it Android Beam where it's NFC can share stuff with each other. But the only thing that is bothering me is do you need – can you do this with the Galaxy S if it's updated? Can you – do you need to use uh, ice cream sandwich? Uh, and do you have to have specifically an ice cream sandwich NFC? So, oh well, yeah, I'm thinking I don't well, I don't think that it's a different NFC chip for for that. I just I think that it is a ice cream sandwich feature. I don't think that it'll go towards like let's say uh what's the other NFC device? The uh um a Nexus S, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, the Nexus S. Um is the other one. I don't think that'll get it. Um well, actually no, the Nexus S is going to be upgradable to 4.0, so I don't see why it wouldn't why it wouldn't get it that soon. Um, but uh, just so you guys know what uh, what the uh, Google Beam feature is, uh, what it does is it gets your uh, – let's say you have a uh, Android device and uh, Justin, you have one. We're sitting in your living room. We're watching TV, and I bring up a thing on my um, my phone that's an interesting uh, article that I want to share with you. You say you want to read it, so rather than copy-pasting the link and sending it to you, I could just grab your device. Touch we could touch uh, our – our backs to each other uh the nfc chips will read and then it'll ask which device wants to send the information it's looking at so uh if i'm playing uh or i'm sorry if i'm uh listening to uh um, like a radio station it it sounds a lot more cumbersome when you're saying it actually when it's done it was more of just a touch click there you go yeah, no, it it was yeah. a, it was an instantaneous thing. Um, it's it's a it's not a you know select which one's gonna do this you know figure it out. It's touch the backs, one person hits their screen and it's done. It was an amazing feature. But the thing I liked was the functionality and the versatility of it because uh, it showed someone playing Minecraft for the uh, for for you know optimized for Android. And then it goes and off and they, uh, it suggests the Android Android market version of it and says, oh, if you want to get it, you can buy it. Or a YouTube video you can transfer over, or Google Maps, or a website. I mean, you're right; it is extremely versatile. Yeah, no, it's a really, it's a really great uh, coding, and it's a really great uh, addition. And it's not something you know. Uh, we've we've had this kind of technology before uh, since I'd say the uh, you know early 2000s when we had HPs doing uh, you know beam it to each other. But this is uh, this is a way to kind of bring that back, and NFC is a good good utilization of that. So last thoughts, Google press conference, Andrew, what do you think? Huge success. It was, it was definitely a huge success. I'm excited for that Nexus device. I'm more excited to see where, uh, for, um, you know, 4.0 goes, um, you know, by I'd say January or February, they should already have a few revisions to ice cream sandwich. And, uh, it, 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 I'm excited. I am very, very excited. Uh, I think this is the direction that Google needed to go. And I think that it was a very wise decision for them to wait a little bit after the uh, um, big loss to our industry that we suffered. It was it was definitely definitely well timed. Uh, it was enough to let everyone be their Apple fanboys for a little bit, and then uh, now they're kind of back. And now people are looking, and they they're really going to notice what Google did today. I definitely agree with that. I think Google did a great job. I think Google did exactly what it needed to do. Um, to be honest, the only thing that they didn't do that I was 
kind of expecting, but I, it was a real shot in the dark, was to do the, the tablet dock thing. And the other thing that I was hoping for was having a little bit more hardware and accessory type things, um, more standardized. But other than that, they did exactly what I was hoping for. The thing that I like about it is I didn't know what I was expecting. Um, I didn't know what um, ice cream sandwich, what little surprises they were going to have. Uh, as opposed to iOS 5, or I, I kind of already knew what was coming. Uh, the other thing that I really liked, um, just the last things that I, I liked, was the actual phone itself. I think the phone is a really good industrial design. I really like the way that it looks. Um, I just have to have, feel it in my hand, but um, this is my next device. Uh, I'm up for an upgrade. I'm on Verizon. I've been wanting an LTE device, and this made me excited. I, this is the first time I've been really excited about an Android device. This isn't just more of a, it's not an iPhone type thing. I'm just really mad as a Sprint user that I wasn't 100% sure if I'm getting one or not. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, at least I, this I year. need to know when I could get this already. Yeah, no, yeah, because I'm 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 also available for an upgrade. Um, I I like to phone hop quite a bit. Uh, I have three active phones on my account and five lines, so I can do it. But uh, um, what I end up doing is uh, um, upgrading a phone every four to six months, and I've had this phone now since February that I'm using now, and that's. It's a long time for me. I've, I'm, I'm looking forward to my next device, and I thought it was the BlackBerry uh, Bolt Touch, and it wasn't. I thought I could maybe go and stick with a Windows phone for a while, and it felt like it needed maturing. I think Mango maybe would do it for me. But uh, now that I've seen 4.0, I'm just probably going to wait until Sprint releases their first 4.0 device. And I'm going to be getting it in three weeks or, or whenever it comes yeah. out. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, Asshole. thanks a lot, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to cut that one out. But thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Uh, this is fantastic. Um, we just wanted to throw our thoughts out there. We'll probably have something a little bit more cohesive tomorrow uh, when we actually bring up the regular podcast. But yeah, just our reactions to the Google press conference. We just wanted a really short, concise, forty-five minute to an hour long podcast. Exactly. We'll give you the <laughs> we'll give you the long edition tomorrow. But guys, uh, that's going to be it for the World in My Pocket podcast. Uh, it won't be too long till we hear for, or till you hear from us again. But uh, for now, I'm Andrew. I'm Justin. Take care, guys. And it's been great talking to you guys. Have See ya. Time.